emotions, the myth. I mean, emotions are, are, are so important. First of all, aren't you glad that God gave us emotions? Some people think they, they would be better off if they didn't. You would not. Life would be plain, plain, plain. I mean, but God, did you know every single emotion is God-given? Every single emotion is God-given. But the myth is this, that psychology has taught through the years that we are a product of our environment and therefore we can't control our emotions. Now, there are some uh, psychologists and people now that are changing that. They, they say, no, you can. But if you read older articles, they say, no, you just cannot. You're just a product of your environment. That's, that's false. I am so thankful. We're going to get, listen, all of us need to hear this, including I'm preaching this really for me. I'm glad you're here. But I'm glad that uh, this series is going to help us to have more victory in our life. And it's going to produce more joy and happiness in your life. Because all of us need help when it comes to our emotions. If you're married, you definitely need help. And if you go to work, you need help. And if you're breathing, you need help. Everybody, did we get everybody? All right. So uh, this series is really going to help us. God is going to help you and me grab a hold of this because there, there is power, the grace of God that is in us to help us control our emotions. John chapter 14, verse 1, Jesus said something really simple. He said this, that... Um, uh, we basically have power to control. He says, you, John chapter 14, verse 1. Can you pull that up? I don't have it real quick. John 14, 1. It says, do not let your heart be troubled. I know it says that in the New King James. Do not let your heart be troubled. You trust in God, trust also in me. That's not a direct quote. Let not your heart be troubled. There you go. The subject that's not mentioned there is who? You. Who has the control and ability to not let their heart be troubled? You know, I think it's the, the Passion Translation says this. It says, don't surrender to your fears. Don't surrender to, that, that, to your emotion that wants to take over. Now, if Jesus is saying don't surrender, then that means you have the power and ability to not surrender. But to, for the most part, most of us, we surrender to every little emotion that comes up within us. We do. We just surrender to it. But that's a myth that we have, well, I just couldn't help myself. That's a myth. It's a lie, actually. It's not just a myth. It's a lie. You and I both have the ability to control it. To stop it. We do. But, and I just want to say this. Men, I know we're talking about emotions and you think, oh my goodness, he's going to try to make me a sissy. No. You're going to be stronger. And ladies, we're not going to try to make you a pushover. You're going to be stronger. We're all going to be stronger when this is all said and done. Because, I mean, don't you hear this line almost all the time? You hear it quite frequently. Oh, there's just so much drama going on. You know, if it's at work or at school or even at somebody's house or you, if you've got relatives, <laughs> you know, people say, oh, there's just so much drama. What do they mean by that? 
It basically means this. Emotions are flying off the wall. They're just a blowing and a going. And everybody's emotional and everybody's just living by their emotions. And so it creates drama. Drama. Don't you hate drama? It's basically just people out of control with their emotions. That's all it is. But uh, it's a myth that you cannot help yourself. Oh, this is going to be good. This is just today going to be an introduction. This morning, it was such an introduction, I said I gave an introduction to the introduction. It was that, it's that uh, EQ is more important than IQ. You may have never heard of that. EQ is more important than IQ. Most people are familiar with IQ. It's an intelligence quotient. It's a number derived from a standardized intelligence test. That's your IQ. But how about EQ? Did you know, before the 90s, EQ was not even talked about. But it was in the 90s that psychologists and people who started studying uh, about uh, our emotions, they have discovered that, and they came up with something called EQ. EQ uh, is a measure of a person's level of emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. It refers to a person's ability to perceive, to control, to evaluate, and express emotions. So, if you say, well, what is it exactly? What is EQ or emotional intelligence? Psychologists describe it this way. The ability to face challenges by being aware of one's own self. You say, what? Self-awareness. What happens is that we're, we're not really aware of what's going on on the inside, and so our emotions just ping off to the, go to the roof, and you go out of control. You're not aware. But when you have a high, there's just like IQ is really high, means you're more intelligent. Your EQ can be really high. It means you have control over your emotions, and you understand emotions in other people as well. So... Self-awareness, that's number one. Ability to find positive ways of dealing with stressful situations. When uh, people do the um, air traffic control job positions, they make them go through an EQ test. I'm glad. Aren't you glad? If you've ever flown an airplane, you don't want the guy on the other end going, Oh, this, yeah, oh what, what, are you doing Okay. Are you really doing okay? You, know, you do not want to hear that. On the If I was a pilot, I would go, I was until you started speaking. Well, they make them take an EQ test. Why? Because if you're an air traffic controller, you, there's some stressful situations sometimes. Maybe not if you're in Pueblo. I mean, those planes, there's not very many of them. But if you're in Denver or L.A. or New York, man, those, there's planes coming and going, and then they're in close proximity. So you want the guy cool as a cucumber. All right, so ability to find positive ways of dealing with stressful situations. Communicating effectively and politely with others. Anybody can communicate. But there are some times that all of us, including myself, that we may not do it politely. Let me know that God wants us to be polite. Just because people are Christians, people think, oh, well, they're not very nice. Well, that's because they're human. And because we're all human, we have to deal with emotions. When you got born again, you didn't get a new set of emotions. 
you got a new nature. But God, this is a great thing. According to what Jesus said in John chapter 14, he says, you have control over your heart, over your emotions. You have control over it. When you get born again, we get the grace of God deposited on the inside of us to be in control. That's awesome. Communicating effectively and politely with others. Empathizing with people. A willingness to form healthier relationships by working closely with people. And it's the ability to use all these qualities to achieve success at work and in life. So do you think you, this would be important to have a higher EQ? To have a higher EQ. We're so... Um, push to have our children and even ourselves. you know, I, I like learning all the time. You should be learning until the day you die. You know, you should be learning, learning, learning. It's a good thing. But I will say this, your IQ is not going to be the only thing that determines your success. There's a lot of smart people in prison today. Highly intelligent people in prison today. That whole Enron scandal, those guys are really, really smart. And they are really, really in messed up their life because of that. Well, change is a constant. There's one thing that you can always count on in our society on this planet is change. If you're in the business world, there's change. If you come to this church, there's going to be change. I mean, we changed up the lights. Did you notice that? If you don't like it, just worship God with your eyes closed. It'll be fine. I have in my, and let me just say this, and this is not so everybody be really open. Everybody say, I'm open. I'm open. But generally speaking, generally, that is a general term. If you're older than 50, which I am, I'm 59. If you're older than 50, people sometimes have a harder time to change. Sometimes. If you're older than 50, you have a harder time to change. There's some people who don't ever want to change. And there's some people who never want anything around them to change. I'm just here to tell you that's impossible. But the good news is this. If you have a high EQ, it's going to be easier to embrace the grace that God has given you for change. If you have a low EQ, you're going to be ticked off about the lights or anything else we do here. And I'm still going to love you. I, it's just in my, I'll tell you a little bit about me. I have every fiber in my bone, in my DNA is change. I love change. Not everything, but when it comes, I, I'm, I, I love variety and I just love change. I love it. Maybe the people that are watching online are really excited about that. Obviously, there's not one person in here who even... <laughs> is that even moving inside? I'm just curious. But I, I love change. I love it. And because we live in a society that, I mean, listen, if you, there's things changing all the time. I mean, who would have thought you'd take to your phone and you put the Starbucks app and you hit pay and you go up and they scan it and it pays for it. Some of you are going, what? <laughs> well, if you don't understand it, but you, this is a whole terrible illustration. But I mean, that, that is, I love that. That's cool. 
I was up at, when I was out of town a couple weekends ago, I went through Starbucks and, and um, it, I only had like 30 cents on that. So I, I hit that and recharged at $25, you know, and I went to pay for it. She goes, oh, it, it, there's nothing there. So I hit $25 again and did it. She goes, oh, I am so sorry, but it's still not taken. So I did it a third time. And then it showed $75. So if anybody wants to go to Starbucks with me, I'm buying. But anyway, I got $75. I thought, holy cow. I said, it did take it three times. But anyway, being a person of change, if your emotional intelligence, if your EQ is really on the low level, then you're going to have a hard time with change. And so if you're having a hard time with change, you need to really listen really good because this is the good news. Your EQ can be elevated. You can learn and grow in your EQ. Isn't that good news? So you may be a flatline zero today, but we're going to get your EQ way up there. And guess what? When your EQ is higher, life is more enjoyable. And God, John 10, 10 says, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may enjoy life. The Amplified Version says, enjoy it to the full. There's a lot of Christians who just are sad, depressed, miserable people. And that's not the way God wants it to be. He wants you to be happy. He paid the price for you to be happy. And he's given you grace on the inside of you for that to happen, but you and I have to choose. I choose. I choose. Okay, let me give you this quote. I've read a book, um, or reading a book, almost finished, about emotional intelligence by Daniel Goleman. Um, I'm not recommending you to read that. There's a lot of things. Well, not a lot. There's some things in there I disagree. But Brother Hagan always says, you know, eat the hay, spit out the sticks. So I did that. But this guy is really smart in some areas about intelligence or emotional intelligence. He says this, people with well-developed emotional skills, well-developed emotional skills are more likely to be content and effective in their lives, mastering the habits of the mind that foster their own productivity People who cannot marshal some control over their emotional life fight battles that sabotage their ability for focus, work, and clear thought. It is so true. Listen, this is going to, I'm telling you, I've, I think this way a lot about my messages, but I am more excited about this message than because I just feel like it's going to affect us in every area of our life. If you want a better relationship with your spouse, if you want a better relationship with your friends, some of you, if you want friends. <laughs> Go up to some people, I don't have any friends. Don't miss a Sunday. <laughs> don't miss a Sunday. If somebody wants to take you a free vacation, say, no, I got to go to church. Anyway. The top five reasons why your emotional intelligence determines your success in life. They have found out that your IQ can maybe get you a job, but your IQ will not keep your job. Top five reasons why emotional intelligence determines your success. Number one, EQ has a greater impact on success than other factors. It has been said that your IQ can land you a job, but your lack of EQ can get you fired. That's true. 
if you cannot get along with people, and if you're a porcupine, if you're a prickly pear, and uh, you could be one of the smartest people at work, and you can lose your job just because your attitude stinks. Listen, I, I claim this probably, I speak this over my life almost daily, that I have the favor of God, that I'm surrounded with the favor of God. God's inside of me. I am success waiting to happen. It's not because I'm special. It's because of Jesus that lives in me. I understand that. Having said that, I can say that and say that, but if my emotional intelligence, if my emotions get the best of me, I, I could destroy this church. I could lose my friends. I could make my marriage yucky. Couldn't think of another word, but hell on earth because and it wouldn't be that the de- you know the devil gets blamed for so many things in the church can i just be real for you he has very little power he lies to us and we believe him but the devil has very little power we're the one with the gun shooting our foot <laughs> and part of that is that uh, we we think that the devil is well, I got fired from my job. The devil just took my job. And then we find out that you blew and lost your temper and told the boss off and used all kinds of colorful language. And yet it was the devil. No, honey, the devil didn't have anything to do that. You just didn't have any control over your emotions. Don't mute me. Your IQ, listen to this statistic. Your IQ accounts for 20% of the success in your life. And you hear people, I'm just not smart enough. Let me, let me state this first. I believe in education. I believe you should be educated. Like I said, I'm continually learning. I believe in that. But having said that, if you're depending totally on your IQ for success, this says only 20% will cause you to be successful in your life. And so you hear people say, well, I'm just not smart enough. I'm just, I, I, I just can't do it and I, I don't have the intelligence. Well, that's okay. It's only 20%. That means you've got 80% other things working for you. Wow, man. I think that is so, your emotional intelligence and social intelligence are much greater determinants of the success you will achieve in life. That is vitally important. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? This, is, this message isn't just like, oh, I think I'll preach on emotions. This what can cause you to get promoted at your job. You can have the same knowledge that you do, but improve your emotional intelligence and you can get promoted. Plays well with others. We need to get that kindergarten report card out again, you know. <laughs> Check. You know, no, it does not play well with others. You ever, I mean, needs help to play with others. I'm trying to get some help in here. All right, number two, the ability to delay gratification is a primary indicator of your future of your success. Delayed gratification is the top predictor of future success. People who are able to pay the price today 
delay the rewards are much more likely to succeed in life. Unfortunately, we have become a nation seeking instant gratification. Boy, is that true. This shows up in our everyday lives in the foods we choose to eat. No condemnation. The buy now, pay later way of life. Still no condemnation. Difficulty in adhering to an exercise regime. Still no condemnation. Putting mindless entertainment ahead of self-development. Now listen, I, am, I will be the first in line that I want to have a good time and I enjoy life. I enjoy life. I really do. I have fun. Every week of my life, I'm enjoying something. and do, I just enjoy life. But having said that, I still know that there needs to be self-development. There needs to be growth. There needs to be messages like I'm teaching you to learn about how to control your emotions so you can enjoy life. There are so many Christians that just are not fun to be around with. Can I say that? You're, not, you're looking at me real holy like, I don't know what he's talking about. Do you? No, I don't. Every Christian I know is so much fun, loving, and, and perfect. Well, number three, high IEQ leads to healthy relationships with others. If, if you're married, if you have friends, you have to get a hold of this. Our emotional skills have a direct and important bearing on our relationship with others. We need to understand our feelings, where they come from, how to properly express them, and how to control them, how to manage them. We will not maintain healthy relationships unless we can control our emotions, communicate our feelings in a constructive manner, and understand the feelings of others. I just, as a pastor, my antenna is always up, always up. I mean, it's just part of the, what God gave pastors. You just are up and you hear people talking. Sometimes I wish I, I wouldn't. I could be going down the hall and there's people talking out here and, and you hear the, you know, this one saying something negative about that one. Not behind their back. We're not talking gossip. We're talking face to face. And when I hear it, I just go, you said that to them in front of God and everybody. I remember back at the old building, we were at the storefront building. There was this young woman, and she was real young in her early 20s. And, and there was a couple of older women that uh, were just, uh, I mean, tongue-lashing her about her hair, you know, and how that, you know, she needed to, and every, I don't know much about hair, but I do know how conversations can be mean, just mean, you know, like, oh, did you comb your hair with an egg beater this morning or what? But I mean, things like that, that's just not, it doesn't go over good. It just doesn't go over good. You know, your people skills, some of you younger people don't even know what an egg beater is. That's one of those, and it twirls. Anyway, but... Um, People can say so, and I have, you have, everybody in here. We have said things like, oh, man, I should not have said. I said something to my wife this past week, and after I said it, you know, later on <laughs> when we were in private, I go, I'm sorry. I should not have said that. I am really sorry. So we've all squirted the toothpaste out and wanted to push it back in, and you can't. It just, 
It just doesn't go. But uh, at the same time, you know, at least have the decency. You, you apologize. When you know that you say something, and if you haven't apologized in a really, really long time, you need help. Because are you that perfect around everybody? Do you respond that perfect? If you do, you can get up here and speak next week. But anyway, emotional health impacts your physical health. Emotional health. It impacts your physical health. There is a direct, everybody say direct. There is a direct connection between our emotional health and our physical health. If our lives are filled with stress, our physical health is going to suffer. It has been estimated, listen to this statistic, well over 80% of our health problems are stress-related. Wow. Can you just say, wow. Wow. And here again, we're taking authority over the devil, binding the devil. I dare you get off me, you devil, and everything. And, and um, we express or experience stress primarily because we're not comfortably emotionally. Our emotions are going off. They're out of control. We need to understand that link. Years ago, I'm being transparent before you, years ago, it's been a long time. Something was going on in our church, and it affected me, and I took it personally. It was, it was the biggest thing ever happened in the history of our church. And um, nobody knew, not even my wife or me. But one night I went to bed at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I woke up, and it felt like somebody put an ice pick right underneath that last rib right there. I mean, and stuck it in. I got up out of bed, and I went to the living room, and I did all of the spiritual things, you know. I take authority over you, Satan. Get off my body. And it just went deeper. It took me, I got, it, I, it took me to the ground. I couldn't even stand up. I started hyperventilating. I mean, I was just, I've never been in that much pain in my life. And uh, finally, about after 30 minutes of that, I thought I was going to die. But let me just say this. There was a point where I thought it would be good for me to die right now because I can't it's kidding but uh, I went woke up my wife I says you got to take me to the ER she says what's wrong I said I don't know but I mean I was crawling around couldn't even stand up she took me to the ER I got in there and man they went to town first of all you know what the first thing they did you know of course they want to ask answer all these questions I go seriously seriously you want to know my religious background what religion are you I could care less right now Anyway, I, I was hyperventilating so much, I'm breathing. <laughs> they, I was getting ready to, they thought I was going to pass out. So they put me, just like in the cartoon movies, you know, they put a bag over it. And you go, here, breathe into this bag. And I went, really? You're going to pass out, Mr. Davis? So that I was breathing into the bag. Man, it was pretty funny. It was, whoosh, 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 whoosh. Mr. Davis, just calm down. I go, you calm down. I'm the one feeling the pain and you're telling me. Anyway, but my emotions were uncontrollable. So I thought. Man, they just started, they put me in the, the CAT scan, the MRI scan, drawing blood, poking, doing all this stuff, and, you know, doing all, all kinds of tests. And then they rolled me back into the room, and the doctor, he came in there, and he said, I'll never forget, he pulled a stool right up to my bed, looked me right in the face. He said, Mr. Davis, what's going on in your life? And I went, I did. I said, what? 
I mean, this is not the time to have that kind of conversation. I thought you were going to come and tell me what's going on. I mean, I want some, I want some answers here. He said, Mr. Davis, there's nothing wrong with you. I've never wanted to punch somebody so bad in my life. I'm just being real. I am just being real fleshly, but I was being real. I thought, if I wasn't in so much pain, I think I would punch you. Probably wouldn't get too much trouble hitting a guy who says, there's nothing wrong with you. I said, I am in, I've never felt this pain before in my life. What do you mean there's nothing wrong with you? He says, all your tests and everything. He says, you know what the problem is? And when he said this, it was like Jesus came in and took control over him. It was like Jesus. I I heard Jesus then. He says, your emotions are so out of whack. You're just full of stress, and that's what's causing that pain. I looked at him. I said, are you telling me stress and emotions can do this to a person's body? He says, you're living proof. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just stressed out of your gourd. So tell me what's going on. So I did, man. I threw up all over him, man. I mean, I just told him everything. Everything that was going on was, you see, I'm a pastor. <laughs> and he just smiled. I'm telling you, it was like Jesus came in the room, and he just said, well, go on. I said, here we go. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have a turnaround collar, but I'm confessing everything right now. You know what I mean? And... Uh, he just gave me some medication because he says, you won't be able to eat today at all because your intestines are just a mess. So he gave me some medication. I took it. And he, uh, um, he says, when you can eat, just start eating soup. So I did that for about two days and everything. And it was totally, after that, I was totally fine. I did not know what I'm teaching today. I wish I would have known what I did because no matter, listen to me now. No matter what is going on in your life, no matter who is attacking you or what they are saying about you or somebody done me wrong song, you have the ability that's in you to control your emotions. <laughs> Jesus said, don't surrender to it. I sur- Not only did I surrender to my emotions back then man I mean I just jumped in I'm one of them all or nothing type of guys you know so I just let the emotion go way ping 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 to where it affected me and put me in the ER cost all kinds of money number five I'm out of time poor EQ is linked to crime and other unethical behaviors Let me say all five again. Number one was EQ has a greater impact on success than other factors. Number two is the ability to delay gratification. Uh, Number three, high EQ leads to health relationships with others, healthy relationships with others. Number four, emotional health impacts physical health. Number five, poor EQ is linked to crime and other unethical behaviors. Unfortunately, there's a direct connection between poor emotional skills and rising crime rate. I mean, I, I'm being funny, but don't take it seriously, especially if you work at the post office. But I mean, how many have seen those jokes about people who the postal worker, he flips out and has emotions, and he goes and he starts shooting people. His emotions just rage. He's out of control. 
He's out of control. Children who have poor, listen to this, who have poor emotional skills become social outcasts at a very young age. And so what do they do? They might become the class bully because of their hot temper. And they may have learned to react with fists rather than with reason. Poor social and emotional skills contribute to poor attention in class as well as feelings of frustration. We're going to learn in this series, man, I've been reading and studying this. I mean, if your emotions are out of control and if you're, or if you're depressed and if you're sad, it affects your learning ability. That is so, man, this is a powerful series. I'm telling you, I am totally out of time. Uh, let me give you this quote. He says, I've observed that the top students in school are not necessarily at the top of most positions in the job world, occupational world. It's mostly people who have good people skills who succeed. Now, I dare say there's not every single one of us in here who have great people skills. Some of you are better than others, but all of us, including myself, I'm not arrived. We can improve our people skills. Why is that important? If you can improve your people skills... And understand emotions, not only of yourself, but of other people. If you can do that, your relationships will be better. Your marriage will be better. And guess what? You're going to be in a position where you can get promoted at work just because you have emotional stability in your life because most people do not. Your attitude can be better. I mean, I say this. Attitude trumps talent any day of the week. I'll, I'll never... Quit saying that. Attitude trumps talent. And you read CEO books, and they say this all the time. We can teach you the talent, but we can't teach you the attitude. So you better get a hold of your attitude, honey. I learned this at FedEx, working with people. I was over a crew of 13 people unloading the aircraft. And, and I tell you, man, people was just getting stinking attitude, stinking attitude, every single one of them. So I brought them all in one day, and I said, hey, what jobs did y'all do before you, you did this? We had one of the greatest jobs, the greatest benefits. They paid your, your health benefits. They had a retirement fund. They gave us bonus checks. It was great. I went from McDonald's, you understand. Nothing against McDonald's. If you love McDonald's, work there. Flip burgers. Great. But they had zero, zero vacation time, zero anything, zero. You got a paycheck. And I told I, so I went through all of them and I said, listen, you're all doing better here than any job you've ever had. Every single one of them, or all 13 of them said yes. I said, start acting like it. And they did. Attitude trumps talent. It creates a better atmosphere in your home. It creates a better atmosphere in your job place. It creates a better atmosphere around you. And the good news is, we can improve this. Because there's something inside you and me. It's called the love of God. It's called self-control. One of the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22, 23. He says, I've given you self-control. You have the ability to be in control. Stop believing the lie. I have no control. I can't control this anger. I can't control this uh, impatient. I'm just an impatient person. If that's what you believe, that's what you'll always live like. But if you believe that you've been given on the inside of you is the the fruit of the Spirit, it's in you. You just haven't tapped into it. You haven't yielded to it, or you haven't made the choice. We have a choice. Amen?